Hello everybody and welcome back to Cows and Camels. Well, should I be looking at the camera now no. since we are recording it? No, we should not. Anyway, there's no do-overs. We in. don't know you're there. There's no do-overs in Cows and Camels, so anyway. Um, welcome back and uh, I Thank hope you. you've already looked at the episode title, Navigating Chaos. Um, and must be wondering what are we going to talk about. And I am back with Sahil Singh again. Uh, Mr. Writer from the from the last episode, the famous popular writer. Are you actually? Nope. Yeah. So navigating chaos. Why navigating chaos? Like, it's necessary. Why do right? we choose that? Why do um, we choose chaos? Why do we choose to stay in chaos? Should be a better question. I mean, holy shit! Already dropping some wisdom. Wisdom, Mr. Writer. And what is chaos? I guess that should be the that is the hidden theme of today's podcast. And that's what we intend to decode. And I guess we'll find it along the way. By the end of the podcast, we ourselves will get to know what what exactly chaos is and how do we better define it individually. Because my chaos is way different than his chaos. And yeah, for everybody who is listening to this podcast, we, we just hope that you get something out of this by the end of it. Whichever part it is, we just hope that you click with something something so what is your individual chaos uh that's a good question my individual chaos has always been my mind i mean the own worst enemy the thoughts battling with it every day and also the societal conditioning that we talked about before we chose this topic before we decided that we were going to talk about this topic that's what we talked about right chaos so what's yours for me, it's like, I think it stems from the cause of um, pretty much um, infinite information available to you. So like, what am I supposed to do? Like, if I do one thing, then there's like 10 other pieces of fact that tell me to do 10 other things. Yeah. Like, take uh, um, doing doing an engineering degree, for example. Like before you choose a degree you are supposed to choose like which industry you want to go to do you want to be like um a technical person do you want to be a business person do you want to be an artistic person there's a there's hundreds of options and after that well okay at the age of 17 or even 16 15 you choose a path in india it's like 14 13 that you were <clears throat> forced to choose a path and then um, you don't even know what that actually is. Like, if I choose, um, take my example, like, literally, I realized exactly what a mechanical engineering does my second year into my college. And after that, even after that, it's like, well, now I have, like, 10 different options. I can go into manufacturing, I can go into robotics, I can go into um, business, I can go into product design, I can do, but how the hell do I choose? And then... Let's say if I choose something and then you realize, well, you need to be a master of this craft and that's going to need like three or four more years. So it's a lot of confusion. And then there's also the societal impacts, as you said, especially with me, it's the biggest thing is climate change related anxiety. Are we going to survive? Should I like so many youngsters are asking the question, should I even have kids now? Like every single purchase i make it's like okay is it coming from the right source like everything you eat is it like is it safe 
or everything you wear is it like has some chill 10 or 12 year children been working in a shitty ass factory mm. risking their lives so it's just that how do you deal with all of that and at the same time like achieve your goals it's too much and most of it like i said before is because of the information overload that you have that that being too much is what we call chaos right that is chaos for you because it's too much because you don't know what's the best way out of it and you it's not even about the best way out of it it's about what's the right course of action that you need to take to do something and when it comes to when it comes to engineering that you did and when it comes to education for all of us it's 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 when we are teenagers when we realize around 15 or 16 when we realize that you cannot be good at everything practically like you could be good at gaming you could be good at reading you could be good at history physics mechanics designing and everything but in order to make it lucrative in order to make it something that you can choose to do for the rest of your life you cannot be jack of all and master of none yeah you have to do something you have to be good at one thing and there was a quote that said life is too short to be good at everything so to good at to be good at a lot of things so choose wisely what you're good at choose wisely what you do choose wisely what what is it that you decide that yes this is the thing i want to do for the rest of my life and it has to be that's that's where the anxiety kicks in right you have to be sure that it it helps you grow it helps you to grow other people around you and at the same time it's good for the and ma'am it is good for the world it, it's you're not stepping on someone to get somewhere and you're not fucking up the environment in every other way so it's not dark but it, at the same time it get, it helps you earn money and survive in this world and that's my take on education and my anxiety towards what should i do and what what's the best course so how do you how would you suggest one goes about <clears throat> navigating that chaos and choosing one thing or a few selected things you know it goes way back for everyone each one of us it's not just me who has this solution to this it's we need to tackle it in a very different way we keep on bugging ourselves with the same question that what about this what about this problem how am i going to tackle this what about my education which course am i going to take which job should i go to i have a list of jobs which one would be the best for me can i do that for the rest of my life can i do that for three more years and then i would choose another job maybe a temporary solution a temporary fix would help me realize that the other course would be better but it goes way back to our upbringing it goes way back to societal conditioning it goes way back to the conditioning that we get the culture in, around you yeah in the walls of our own house at first and then the culture around you so i was watching this ted talk uh, yesterday and i knew that we were going to talk about this topic and i thought why not do some research and watch something and it it was not really about what we are talking about now but it it led to a thought that led to other thoughts and that's what i noted down uh some of my thoughts it was the chaos of our minds the societal norms and the age window that we are assigned for different tasks and the pedestals that need to be crossed at respective ages it is hard due to societal cultural mental conditioning within the walls of our homes to the outside world be it school or college or social gatherings where we meet our friends and 
everybody else has some or the other kind of societal conditioning but it's unique in a different way right you are conditioned in a different way than me yeah and it's intriguing you may leave your house to stop being culturally conditioned like to be pressurized by your own parents and how they put their opinions on you but at the same time you cannot you cannot actually escape conditioning which makes the entire collective social gathering a uh, collective being that is conditioned all together but in different ways but you can choose your conditioning yeah. after a point after a point you can choose your conditioning yeah there's but, no but then like this might be the point that i'm choosing my conditioning but and that's when the chaos is in again like one thing then what should i choose and again yeah what if it's too late true so there are there's no way out at the end because each one of us has a set of principles and values and mindsets and perceptions due to some or the other conditioning there is no place there's no city there's no cafe or country that is cultural conditioning free right there is there are perceptions everywhere you cannot escape opinions and different thought angles right i look at things differently than you but at the same time that's my opinion that's my that's because of my own conditioning you cannot change that at the same time your personal conditioning may bother you inside your house but then there are other similar there are other people similar to you like who are equally rebellious who are equally fed up of their own conditioning and who want to get out who want to get out of their own own house their own minds and get rid of that conditioning and they want to transform the world at the same time which becomes very contradictory to its own cause right there needs to be no single individually led perception to be culturally free like when you, you that? when you leave your house and you think that okay we are all culturally conditioned and we all have different angles about different things and we should not do that and there needs to be this one perspective about things right there needs to be a good perspective about things even if your cause is good even if your reasons are good at the end of it it's a perspective led by one person which is not good for me which is not good for 10 other people maybe it's good for tejas but not for me because i come from a totally different background and what works for you may not work for me and but there but there's some perspectives that are wrong yeah that is, you can't really argue with it yeah for example um let's take uh, not to bash on any cultures or anything but um wearing a burqa for muslim women in 50 degree heat like it just it's not worth it and then not allowing them to drive their cars or um the cultural perceptions that guys can't be um artists and they should actually worship not worship but in india it's like if you are um elder to someone you respect is just assumed right yeah. even if you're a shitty person then you still need to call him or her sir like even in schools and colleges even if the professor is not knighted why am i supposed to call him a sir like yeah. it's a small thing but at the same time there's a right perspective and then there's a wrong perspective. wrong perspective and again it goes back to the upbringing and the culture around you and when i deal with people who have this wrong perspective i try to tell them like may like there's a right answer to this and at the same time it as you said it's really hard to change um 
change their opinions about something because there's this notion that everyone is entitled to their own opinions which i absolutely don't buy in like i was um there's a great line by sam harris in his ted talk and um it's about this everyone is entitled to their own opinion and they need to um not only entitled to their own opinion they have this right to say that my opinion is right and i'm going to do the things this way even if it hurts 10 people right so he says it like this in his talk he's like whenever we are talking about facts certain opinions must be excluded opinions are opinions and in facts are facts and because the internet has been democratized there is opinions about everything even ours right now is an opinion, an opinion. but hopefully we have done our research well and we are trying to bring out the facts and uh, yeah there's just overload of opinions i would say rather than overload of information that is like somewhere for the millennium millennials and then <clears throat> the youth today that these opinions different opinions from everywhere that is impacting your lives and just confusing you so much like for example i want to some people are like if you want to start your own firm you should go all in 100% then the rest are like well you can do it at your own time like 3 or 4 hours a day and then make some money on the side so that you are independent but then the third is like you should you should just not do it because well it's probably not going to work then the other one is like oh you can go do it in someone else under someone else and you can have the same impact everything is right but again what is right for you yeah. then you have to decide it but all of these facts impact your decision making and just information overload you know what people get wrong about opinions is by definition it's it's subjective it's an opinion is my take on something so if you're sitting with someone even though they are elder to you even though they have experience in that particular field you're sitting with them and you're asking them about you're talking you're sharing about your problem and then they give you an opinion the opinion needs to stay on the table you don't have to take it in your pocket and go home with it and stress about it it's an opinion you take it you read it you keep it back on the table and then you go home and then you do what's good for you you don't do that you don't follow the other person's advice because it's good for them it's their accumulation of experiences and their <clears throat> opinion about what's what could be the best course but not what is the best course the best course for you would only take place when you start walking towards it just the same way you you talked about four opinions right someone says go all in and all those things try each one of them try one for one year try the other one for the second year try the third one for the third year only then will you realize that yeah those three did not work for me this is the one that works for me and that's your opinion because you did the trial and error thing you did not go by someone else's opinion maybe the first one works for you right but what if the third one worked better yeah and then going off of that another thing that a lot of people even i i'm like you have a lot of time like you said you can try the first thing for a year then you can t- try the second thing for the next day you can try the third thing for the third year but this like the 21st century has been all about instant gratification yep 
and because of that yep, patience yep. has just gone to zero window. even i literally this afternoon i was trying to just chill for 10 minutes and i just couldn't get out of my head i'm like let me check my phone yeah. or let me see what new video has been uploaded on youtube or yeah. let me work some more on this i'm like just relax for 10 minutes and like after 3 minutes i looked at my uh, my phone and i was like fuck it's only been 3 minutes that's constant stimulation that your brain needs we our brains have been so occupied for the past years that we cannot sit free right that's why meditation is so hard for millennials yeah <clears throat> you just cannot stay away from stimulating your mind constantly it's like you need constant hammering even if it is an easy task even if it is something that gives you pleasure right we play games for 3 to 4 hours only because we are occupied for those 3 to 4 hours imagine sitting alone in your room looking out of the window for 3 to 4 hour, 4 hours your brain constantly tells you tells you that this is not productive and being productive is the one thing that's become toxic these days when it should not be yes thank you because like every like right um there's so many so let's take big ceos for example everyone is like oh you should work for 100 hours a week and then you're like oh if i want to be successful i should at least work like 60 hours did i work 8 hours today but but after that but that 8 hours is not really quality work yeah and at the end of those 8 hours you realize that i was all over the place and i didn't really do anything do anything so that was my philosophy i mean uh when i was studying for my 12th grade and it's one of the biggest things because that the grades you score decides what college would you get for your graduation and i never used to study a lot i did not buy the whole philosophy of sitting at your desk and studying for 6 hours 7 hours straight so that you score good marks I was always against that and I used to play I remember and this is a fact no no bullshit I bought my textbooks like the whole 25 or 12 I don't know how many books were there I bought all of them 15 days before my uh, exam my I still remember my 12th grade exam was on 23rd of February I bought all my books on 15th of February and I studied for 1 hour 2 hour but that was quality work I kept my phone. I used to pamper myself with pastries, with coffee, with cold drinks, whatever the fuck I want to study. I used to keep myself occupied and that's how it works. Right? You need to just the way you would teach your younger brother to study, like you make him sit inside a room and then he gives you excuses like I'm hungry. I need to go to the washroom. I feel like having coffee or I want something sweet to eat. Those are distractions that your mind is giving you to avoid studying, to sitting in that one place. I used to keep everything around me. You want coffee, take that. You want something to eat, take that. Maybe it's self-pampering, maybe it's unhealthy for your physical body, but at the same time those two hours are the best for you. That's what I teach to my younger brother. Don't sit in front of your book for 5 hours and think about the world. That doesn't help you. I mean, create quality time for your own studying, create quality time for your own learning. Don't just pass hours because that's at the end of it it's just wasting time it's unproductive and that's contradictory um <clears throat> you said two sentences there make productive time for your own studying and then you said make productive time for your own learning yeah and 
when you said 12th grade exams i used to study um, let me like go to a into a different direction for a second i used to be like i used to study a lot till like 10th grade and in 11th and 12th grade i was like ah, let me chill out i've studied too much now um yeah and i used to it used to be like um, yeah study 5 hours you go to school come home take a nap whatever eat do your homework then in india you know you have to go to extra tutoring classes yeah. come back and do that homework go to sleep like put a workout in the middle and that was how my mind was wired before i went um to america but then i realized like that's not how you can study in college with a thousand page textbook you can't you just can't read the whole textbook so it's just then it came to like um again being productive for that 2 hours and i made sure that one thing that i did was like i made sure i went to class and it also depended way like a lot on the professor and how he teaches and in the class if the professor was good i learned everything in those 2 hours that's it when there was a test i used to meet up with a couple of friends and in the library and then we used to study for 2 hours before the exam and we used to be in the top 10% of the class easy yeah and that i had in the first 2 years my grades weren't the best because i had to unlearn the patterns that i had learned from this shitty system correct and then learn the new pattern of doing good work that also guaranteed results whereas here the results weren't really guaranteed it only gave you a bunch of stress you had stuff. to adapt to a new ecosystem of learning and when i say this to a lot of people that i don't study a lot they think it's it's something bad they think my grades are not that good they think i was an average student or they think he mustn't have done anything in his academics but the story i just told buying books like one week or two weeks before my final exams i came third in my class by doing that i and the next year i did not attend college for the good part of it for the good part of the year i was first in my class i was first in my entire course of bachelor of management studies first year i was first in my entire college by not studying a lot and it helps you a lot because you cut the bullshit you don't sit in front of your books and you don't read stuff that's not necessary exactly it plays a big role it's like you don't really need to know all of it you only need to get the basic idea of how to get this stuff done um so i went to this one interview recently and it was one of the biggest companies in india it was reliance and then i went there and it was the simplest job ever like you just had to fill out some excel spreadsheets talk to some suppliers and uh, turn the excel spreadsheet to another department so that put they could put the inventory in their database and everything and done So like I go to this interview and I'm like what Excel I I've done multiple projects on Excel it's really easy and then he gives me he was like okay I'm going to give you an exercise to see how good you are at Excel and then he tells me to just move two columns from one Excel sheet to the next and then I'm like I literally I took the easiest way there selected the whole columns put it in the other Excel sheet and then he's like Oh you you should have been using this um this um uh, this feature called the VLOOKUP. Well, I don't really know about that feature and I was like, "Oh, can I use the internet?" Because 
if you it's really if I literally type in that word it will give me what I need to get the job done in in two minutes and he's like nah you should have already known that I'm like how am I supposed to know everything in the world correct and I hate when companies or anyone does that like man there is so much even like tomorrow Microsoft can change that syntax from some from that to something else Microsoft literally has the power to be like okay you only need to say bring these columns from this spreadsheet to the other one and then it will be done and it's not like people treat these things as law of nature when yeah. they are really not and that's it annoys me a lot not just in interviews and things that you need to do like in the work environment but in day to day life when someone asks you a question they already have an answer that they expect from you yeah. they are not ready to learn right yeah. and your interviewer w- wanted something out of you that he already knew exactly like he exactly. wanted something out of you innovation getting something done in a very easier way of finding a unique answer to your own question it annoys people a lot it it rubs them the wrong way right i mean the interviewer did not like how you did it easily yeah because it was the easiest way out and maybe he self reflected and he was like fuck i wasted all my time all these years using that feature when it's done the right way no it wasn't the right way but because the data wasn't that big yeah. it could have been done that it could have been done easily um with two or three copy and paste yeah and i was like okay i can do it if then i was like i also added this i can write a python script that can if there is a lot of data that can easily import the data from one sheet make whatever changes to the data that you need and then export it to the second sheet and yeah he was like and then he was like oh in this organization we are not even supposed to log into our email or use this to use all of the far data into code programming languages like python to make things easier i'm like <laughs> man aren't you the biggest company in india you guys are fucking stupid They and i like especially with freshers it's like every company is like oh you should know this one feature especially when it comes to engineering um everything that you could do all the softwares there's like 10 of them yeah. and every company uses 10 different softwares and the only answer that i can give them is that i learned this new software in a month and if you give me enough time i'm sure i can do this in a week and it's just stupid. again so many things how the fuck do you choose right in our school there is a uh, what is it called oh sorry <laughs> um at FIT for solids modeling in which you do CAD and everything they use a software called Creo but the reason they use Creo is because they're in space coast where all the space missions happen and all the companies around them usually use Creo not mm-hmm. all of them but NASA that's what we I was told mm-hmm. so they taught us Creo but then there's 10 different so- solids modeling softwares and every single company is wants a year of experience mm-hmm. in that solid modeling software for a fresher and i'm like man this one class for one software took four four months yeah it took four <laughs> months and there is at least five that i can name right now so four months times times five is 20 months 
So do you expect me to just learn the features of every single software for 20 months so that I can, um, what? What's the word I'm looking for? So that I can, <laughs> what's the word? So qualify. Qualify, okay, let's go with qualify. So that I can qualify for this job. Like, Jesus, come on. That. It's not, like, they need to realize it's not that hard for freshers to come in and learn something new really quickly. You know what's the funniest part in finding a job? Open up any website, a job search website. Type in uh, jobs for freshers. And each one of those jobs has a criteria that says experience one to two years. I'm a fresher. Yeah. I'm applying for a fresher's position. What a fresher means thinking? no fucking experience. Yeah. How the fuck are you expecting? It's like, I don't know. There are a lot of memes on this too, but I just don't get that part. I just don't get that part. Like, do, are these people not getting it either? Like, do they not at least don't post it so that we know okay there's not many jobs so i won't waste my time applying to this yeah. one yeah but the other thing you could say is at least six months or one year experience in the required field or one year of experience in learning that field not working in that field right yeah, yeah. if i if i want to get into marketing as a fresher at least say that you have three years of experience learning marketing, not working in marketing. I'm a fucking fresher. How do you expect me to have experience when I'm applying for a job that... And for three years, when your college is for four years. Exactly. That's just wrong. And on the other, like, a lot of technical stuff that we talked about. On the other hand, there's also this one thing that bothers me a lot and that comes under chaos, I guess. And it's, it's news. It's... Wait, before you go into news... Let me give some advice to, like, how to navigate this job. Fuck, we should. Fuck sorry. Shit. Thing. So, like, again, the first thing you need to realize is, like, these days, just a bachelor's is nothing if you yeah. want to have a job. And even a master's is nothing if you want to have an impact in that field. Right? So, you need to be patient in learning about your niche. And that niche is really important. And if you want a job right away, out like when you get out of your college, you need to find your niche before you go into before you go to college, or in the first or second year tops. Yeah. I found mine towards my last year, and I was playing around with everything. I was looking into the manufacturing sector, automobile sector. I was looking into robotics. I was then I was like, okay this doesn't really give me the kick i'm like then i went into renewable energy and that's where i'm going into right now so again it's like exposing yourself to more things and then picking your niche for like quickly so that you can work on that um or work on mastering that craft and you could be the master that everyone wants per se so again, the same thing. Don't be a jack of all, but yeah. a master of something. Yeah. Something, anything. anything and that small. takes time. Yeah, You've got to be patient. Learning yeah. takes time. Don't just read stuff about it and go for an interview. Learn it so that you can find ways around it, not just through it. I guess that's the skill you need to crack an interview. And grades don't matter. Yeah, grades don't matter. So about news... Yes. I was watching this TED talk that I mentioned and uh, the way he talks about, the way, the way we talked about 
this at the start of this podcast we need constant stimulation right we need our phones with us all the time today people have syndromes named after facebook there are diseases named after facebook there's there's a there's this thing called facebook syndrome or facebook something something it's called and it's actually a thing that psychologists treat in the us and it's so big that the same way you have withdrawal symptoms after quitting alcohol or quitting nicotine or quitting caffeine quitting facebook has withdrawals for people it's that addictive i could see that happening easy yeah. yeah and uh it said that social media like constant instant gratification social media releases a chemical in your brain dopamine that's yeah. released by things like alcohol nicotine yeah, the other things good. the feel uh-huh. good thing uh-huh. when a text pops uh-huh. up on your phone you feel good you get you get recognition from someone right you count likes on your social media you count views on your videos on youtube you count the comments how many people like this post okay like this post has 100 likes the other one has 30 i'm going to delete that because that doesn't identify as me but that's wrong and recently instagram took this to mm-hmm. action and they decided to remove the likes thing so and other people can see it but you can you can still see your own likes yeah you you can still see your own likes and you can decide which post was did good or not that's necessary for businesses that sell stuff but on the other hand people won't really know which post did well and that narrows down to quality content and that was their own whole idea of it first was mental health obviously because a lot of people were were running behind likes they were running behind comments they were running behind being popular rather than creating quality content and that's why a lot of people i know a lot of people i know have two accounts right one is the main account and the other one is a spam account the main account is only for polishing who they are and they polish and polishing their whole social image and the other one is who they really are and after yeah and Fake i was like why why do you need that i mean why do you need That's to have two two polar polarities or why do you want to be bipolar publicly i mean will smith once said this people were stupid before social media but now people are stupid publicly right you don't have to post everything that you do everything that you see the ted talk i saw it said it mentioned a very good thing about news right what you go through what you read every day and a lot of it is pessimistic a lot of it, it is negative and there's there's something i would like to say on it and the news on like on the on indian tv it's all pessimistic yeah yeah it's not even news i don't regard that as news it's so a person journalism is, in india i think is a rare art now yeah I don't think there is any good journalism is a rare art now. Yeah. That's why people I have a friend who's pursuing journalism. She had to leave India to get quality education in journalism. She had to leave a country that is second largest in population that has a lot of content for journalism, but she had to leave that country and go to another country to to learn journalism and that says a lot about our country. Yeah, but everyone leaves the country to get good education even I did. Yeah. The education system is fucked up. So about news choosing the right source of news is important i guess and we should not rely on one source of news we should not rely a lot of people i know rely on the times of india but not the newspaper the app twitter account 
uh, of Times of India. They have notifications <coughs> turned down, and whatever Times of India posts on their Twitter channel, on their Twitter profile, is what they know about the world. They don't know about stuff that is in the newspaper, and you you sure do have a a menu drop down menu that says e newspaper where you can read the newspaper daily newspaper but at the same time the the news that is posted on the app is way different than the newspaper the physical newspaper i had written it earlier on my social media that we are too stimulated by news you see one tweet and you are triggered to write an entire thread of instagram stories filled with words which are nothing but your own opinion at the end i have done it too maybe my topics and causes were most much more realistic and myth defying but it doesn't take away from the fact that i was opinionated right i did it too i used to get triggered from news and write my own opinions the start of the podcast opinions about stuff and i used to fill my instagram stories with that and it doesn't take away from the fact that i did it but i soon self reflected and realized that i was doing it wrong and i quickly changed the course and instead of being stimulated by what triggers me and writing 10 pages on my social media I started having original thoughts and ideas. I started writing about authentic things and generating my own unique perceptions about things. I started sourcing my media wisely, right? You have to choose where you get your information from. And why I say this is because your newspapers are filled with rape, murders, kidnapping, disasters, terrorism, racism, oppression, depression, malnutrition, and scarcity in different places. A newspaper is the most depressing thing in the world in today's day if you are having a bad day and you should really think about that but still majority of the people read it read it the first thing in the morning which is very wrong why do you want to get depressed first thing in the morning the first thing in the morning it should be a good news right it shouldn't be a bad news even if it is informatory but it's wrong i mean you should not do that to yourself in the morning and it is quite a thing to me that how they let it control them how news bothers them but they completely forget that they are just in a normal state they were in a normal state just existing harmlessly a few seconds before reading that news and we should really think about that i mean i could tell you a news that is really bothering about climate change and it would fuck your mind up yeah that's every day to me yeah and right before reading that news you were good your heartbeat no. was fine yeah obviously I mean, not thinking but about but you're always i don't know about everyone else yeah. but how can you not be always thinking about something like climate change through and like just don't even get me started about deniers yeah again what i, I shouldn't have said the word climate change how, yeah you shouldn't have yeah but so why let something with all those terrible events that you said even though people know about it people choose to go in a system and be a part of it that is contributing to it yeah. right like if you work for a petroleum company you are indirectly uh contributing to those things yeah if you work for a shitty bank you are going to contribute to those things and if you raise your voice up you are in the fear of uh, getting fired and yeah. i don't think that should be a fear and then this is the time when everyone should take a stand or else because the the facts are clear people might not want to see the facts like yeah. if you don't act now not just on climate change but other inequality even now half of the world does not have the internet yeah like uh, and the other half has the internet and has all the information available in the world and if the other half doesn't get the resources they don't even have food 
like most a lot of the times and that inequality is going to grow so big i don't even know what could happen wars are going on that people don't know about and they're all ab- because of inequality and people still choose like our education system no one is talking about it like our government is full of uneducated people true and then no one talks about it and then then still they're like oh let me just do my thing i just want more money i just want new clothes i'm like bro buy new clothes but your children's are going to get fucked up yeah and it's a very good thing that you brought that up because that's exactly where i was heading to there are things that people don't know the things that are wrong with the world but there are other things that people surely don't know even so the same way right half of the world does not have internet so they don't know what's being fucked up in the yeah. world yeah and half the world that has internet knows what's being fucked up in the world but they don't know what's good with the world and that's a very big thing so instead of promoting bad news on social media like the way i said it the things that are wrong terrorism it's 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 good to be informed about all of those things right it's good to know have knowledge about such things it's also good to know about the good things that are happening in your life because that's where mental health comes into play the way why we started talking about this was the constant instant gratification and stimulation of your mind and if you're doing so with that thing in your hand that does not leave you even in your washroom you need to choose things wisely and you need to if you want to make an impact you need to be good here inside your head and that's where it all starts that's a locked room where you need to do the most you know you need to filter things that go inside there and that's the one thing i started doing on my social media instead of whining and crying about climate change or i started writing things that are that good people are doing that is helping the world in a good way and i i also saw you doing that i saw you sharing stuff about companies that are recycling plastic that are doing things that ask people to donate plastic and for every like kilo or something they yeah they... h&m started that recently yeah. if you bring your old clothes in then they will give you a coupon to buy their new clothes i don't know how much yeah. impact that makes but it's something and you know talking about the good things and talking about the bad things that's wrong with the world the good part maybe it's a smaller area than the bigger fuck up chunk of the news but that area is what we really need to focus on today human race has never successfully worked on fear it needs something better i since then I've have never not successfully worked well worked on worked well because of fear right yeah i could scare you a lot with a lot of things but that does not motivate you to do things but if i give you a better angle on it how it helps you how it helps the world how it helps us your children your own family that's when you really get it that's when you really get connected to the whole cause right now climate change for you you're connected to it emotionally you're connected to it and you want to make an impact because you know the consequences of it i get it you're scared of it i get it it, it it makes you anxious every single day but your the reason of you doing something about it is emotional the reason for you doing something about it fear is an emotion too so i'm not excluding that out of the picture but you wanting to see a better day tomorrow 10 years down the line 20 years down the line you wanting to see a better climate is what dri- drives you right towards the whole cause of it not just climate the whole world the whole world our planet to be 
more precise and i have not promoted or talked about something that is wrong with the world ever since on my social media but i have always added and even if i have and it has been a lot of times i've always added a solution to it like a way to navigate through that chaos and how to get through it and i'm not saying that we need to be uninformed right be be informed and well read by all means but it's of utmost importance that we do so being informed but what i'm saying is we distance ourselves from the bad news all time every day every morning every hour it's important to have a look at the black and white and that is how you maintain balance that is how you know the world is not all rainbows and fucking butterflies but it is also good to keep reading dark things in the process of preparing yourself for the practical world that you become you know doing that on a constant basis reading about murder reading about kidnapping reading about rape it makes you it makes your mind a dark place like there's not there's not enough good news entering your mind there's not enough light entering your mind and that is that is very bad and i can prove that to you i'll get to it that is how you know the world is not rainbows and butterflies right and you must have come across old people old aunties old old uncles in our families in other families in it could be in the states it's in india it's everywhere right and when you come across those old people and they lecture their daughters and they lecture their granddaughters about being careful and not going to places all the time because the only information fed to them is of concern right it's of care and sure it's concern and care but stopping your daughters from going somewhere only because you've been fed that same information again and again through newspapers and tv that women are being raped or women are being kidnapped from some places i'm pretty sure everybody has heard this or heard someone else say it this this phrase right that not everyone is like that so stop saying that this phrase has intrigued me so much because people old people have a different perspective about the world because there's a certain area of news that's fed to them every day now my grandma knows a lot of people have so delhi is not a safe place they say for for women and i have a lot of female friends in delhi who say not the entire place is like that not everybody is like that and why that change of perspective because me staying in mumbai i'm fed the news that is wrong that's not wrong that's that's bad and only when you go to that place physically only when you read more about the place only when you are not half informed but well informed you get to know that okay that's a perspective that we have that's a perspective about the place that we have it's not entirely true it's the same thing with going abroad everyone yeah wants to go abroad because they have seen it in the movies <laughs> and Shahrukh Khan has made it like made Switzerland the heaven on earth but they don't really know what actual life is there how people are there how cultures are there that's why you see even though indians go to america so much they hang out with other indians i don't know why they still want that they still don't quite fit in over yeah. there and again when you go there you realize oh it's not all hunky dory yeah. over there too it's not all rainbows and butterflies in other countries that's the thing right i mean we are fed on wrong news on just the bad news and only the good news is also not good the same way shahrukh khan has made switzerland the heaven on earth but you don't know the problems going on in switzerland so i'm not saying that 
stay away from the bad news just be surrounded by rainbows and fucking butterflies but at the same time choose your news choose how you absorb your information and do it the right way don't do do that there are two sides to a coin right have a look at both of them and then decide for yourself it's the same way about taking an opinion from someone don't be opinionated by news channels or news apps or news sources just because they are the authority for news like not everything they say is is written in stone right and yeah, even, even the journalists are humans that have biases yeah yeah that that's that's self explanatory right when you when you switch through news channels and there was a terrorist attack that happened that took place in india uh, a few years back the biggest terrorist attack in mumbai <clears throat> every news channel had a dis- different perspective every news channel had had a dis- different perspective about the terrorists the people the victims who were stuck in those places and what our police department was doing about it and why it happened and it went on for months and months that the blame game went on right who was wrong why did it happen and everybody had a different perspective about it but not everybody had not a single news channel had this one conclusive theory or this one conclusive thought that did not blame anyone but it informed someone about such things yeah just like this podcast yeah there's no conclusive thought no conclusive thought and what is the conclusive thought we should end <laughs> we didn't even get to our main topic yeah what is the conclusive thought far there is no conclusive thought i guess and that's how it should be i don't want to i don't want to leave people with an opinion that ooh that is the conclusive thought there yeah yeah okay not leaving with you not leaving you with an opinion see you next time i guess and i guess we need to have a part 2 of this podcast yeah because it's a very broad topic so stay tuned for other chaotic theories about your life and navigating through it yeah and hopefully this recorded